0: Hello and welcome to Bury Our Bones with the podcast lives, breathes and dies classic movies and television. As always, I am your host, Ryan Etherington, and I'm joined once again by the hollow man to my hollow brain, the always entertaining Jimmy Murphy. In today's episode, we go on a mystery-laden tour to a cabin in the woods, make sure the VCR is all plugged in, and remember to make a copy before we leave. So join us as we bury our bones with Hideo Nakata's 1998 cult Japanese horror, Ring. David Heathbrow, Ghost Finder. Now, there are many haunted places up and down the country that if I were to sit here and list them all, by the time I was finished, I'd be a ghost. <laughs> no, that's just a little joke, although I hasten to add that you should only joke about the forces of evil and the presence of a professional. I once knew a bloke who said that he didn't believe in the supernatural, and the next day he lost his car keys and his dog bit him. Now, you tell me that's not a sign of Beelzebub. But back to business, what I specialize in is determining if there is a presence within your home or office, but offices do charge business rates. You and your husband are not trained to know if the fuse blowing on the kettle is a sign of faulty electrics or a message from Satan. I am. I graduated top of my class on the two-day intensive course at the Lancashire School of the Macabre. For just a snip at £24.97, I will enter your house and check for any unwarranted paranormal. For specialist services, an overnight stay may be required, in which case you must provide adequate catering such as toad in the hall, peas and blancmange to finish. Unfortunately, I'm unable to give a specific price for this as Dancing with the Devil is not only dangerous, but difficult to quote. That's David Heathbrow, Ghost Finder, asked misquoted on BBC BAFTA winning documentary Debunking Heathbrow. Court case pending. That's David Heathbrow. Find me on CFAX, not the Yellow Pages. So, when was the first time you saw. <laughs> I always try and catch you off guard, don't I? So
1: well, I first,
2: first of all, that's all right, before we start, it's October.
0: It is October. So so, so, so,
2: which can mean only one thing.
0: Does that mean it's horror month?
2: <laughs> it's horror month. Okay. It's Halloween, baby. Yes. Yeah, so I'm going to do the whole show like this. <laughs> <laughs> it's Halloween. <laughs> Yeah, so it's horror month. So, Def- two horror movies, two horror movies to come this this month.
0: Yeah. So uh, I can already hear the people's anticipation for these. I have to say, probably horror is my favourite genre. I would say. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I
2: think you're, I think I would. It's always that, the go-to yeah. for me. Yeah.
3: Uh, yeah. So. Me and
2: my wife used to watch is what we watch the most. We watch horror movies on Valentine's Day. We watch horror movies like at any. Any given occasion, it's your first stop, isn't it? That's
0: because you're classy type of people, that's, that's why. What it is, man. So, yeah. yeah, so horror is definitely probably my favourite genre. So, yeah. So, as we just said, we are focusing on the 1998 J-Horror Classic Ring. Mm. Obviously, that mean talking a little bit about the US remake and the sequels. Mm. Uh, so, when was the first time you saw this, if you can remember?
2: Uh, definitely early noughties, for sure um everyone i know was talking about it it kind of came off a there was a real resurgence in uh i guess the western appreciation of japanese cinema around the north like battle royale had come out which i think it's like late 90s if i remember correctly i think it's before the ring and that but it's it's there was a lot of buzz around battle royale um, and then people started talking about The Ring a lot. I and mean, The Ring's like, what, 97? 98. 98.
0: You should have listened to the intro.
2: I was miles away. I could tell. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so 98. So when's, and the remake's what? 2000 and what? 2002? Two? 2002 is the US remake. Yeah. So yeah, there was a big buzzword. A lot of my friends were talking about it. I was a little bit like, yeah, you know, I thought Battle Royale was all right. And then quite think it was as good as everyone was making out. Um, maybe I'll have to go back and um, revisit that as well.
0: I feel like that's a concept film more than anything. Yeah. Uh, it's got an interesting premise. Yeah, exactly. It uh, doesn't, I mean, it has obviously got some, some quite heavy subtext. Mm. Uh,
2: well, it was essentially The Hunger Games, right? <laughs> yeah, it was before The, Hunger, the Hunger, Games, Hunger Games before The Hunger Games, yes, Games right. was uh, yeah. That's re- how I, really that's prevalent. what I thought when when Hunger Games first came out, I thought, oh, it's Battle Royale. It's like, but it's been so long since I've seen Battle Royale.
1: Mm. I'm not
2: sure. So anyway, um yeah, everyone I know was talking about the ring. I the the remake hadn't come out and I was round my I was round my friend's house and we watched it and I was I was impressed by it. It was a good it's a good movie, you know. I could see I could see why people were really into it. The concepts as we're talking about concepts and movies of of this movie is is it's a pretty good one. It's 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 your standard horror, horror tropes, really. When you think about it, it's like a, a, a cursed object. Do you know what I mean? That will bring those who come into contact with it uh, death. In this case, but you know, um, but in but the fact that in this version of that story is a videotape. It's kind of it's it lends itself because it's a visual medium film, and the the tape itself is it really lends itself to the film really well. I thought you know. Um, the, what about yourself? When did you first? So
0: I, I, so I think I saw the snippets of the of the Japanese version. I think it might have been late one night when I shouldn't have been up on mm. Channel Four, and I don't think I watched it for long. Because <laughs> so this would have been probably around the 2002 remake time. Mm. Uh, that's the only reason I can really think of it being on Channel
2: Four. Because uh, Channel Four used to have a pretty good yeah. pedigree of films that they would. Uh, for uh, those try out, who are
0: yeah. listening in other countries, uh, Channel Four is one of the four main stations in the UK. Mm. Uh, it's the fourth one. But they had would Film Four
2: it? as well for a while. Yeah, didn't they? And they were yeah. they were heavily involved in like British um, movie making for mm, about yeah. mostly. I say most of the nineties. Yeah, and early it had some real, real
0: yeah. good kind of. Again, those horrors that aren't necessarily the mainstream. Mm. So, so yeah, I, I, I can remember snippets of it. Again, mm. images more than anything because I didn't watch it for long because I would I would have been about ten, eleven mm. at the time. So not really at the age where I should be watching horrors, and it terrified me. <laughs> it's again those that image of uh, what is Samara in the in the US remake and is let's just have a look I can't think of the name of the uh, let's have a look Sadako in, yeah. uh, or Sadako in the in the Japanese version mm. uh, and then I think it would have been a few years later I watched the the US remake and then that kind of got me into ah oh, this is based on that Japanese film that I vaguely remember mm. let's go and check that out uh and since that point, really, it's always been one of those. Oh, that's a really good film to return to. It's really a great concept. You've got some brilliant visuals in both, to be fair. Uh, and it's always one that I always like to have in the collection and just go, should we stick that one on? Mm. So that was kind of my first, first footsteps into into j horror shall we say and then mm. since that point it's kind of gone a bit further yeah. into that
2: yeah it is it is visually stunning there's something there's something there's something about it it, it has a, a a like low budget feel to it but it's hard for you to put your finger on because we're we're a western audience and it's made primarily for for a Jap- i guess for a Japanese audience but because it, it already feels removed from you when you're watching it because there's a language barrier there and I guess cultural differences and stuff like that that are all at play and there's a weird feeling I get from watching the original that you cannot replicate in the in the westernized version in the hollywood version of it almost feels like I'm watching a found cassette it's like beautifully shot it's not that it looks cheap it's not that it looks like iffy or badly done at all but it it feels like something that has been discovered the whole film feels like like what's this weird art house foreign film oh it's about this really weird subject about you watch a video and then you have seven days to live sort of thing that, that overall tone of it just feels like this film. the the film I'm watching may have come from hell itself you know what i mean that's
0: the beauty of the, of the concept is that at the time it would have been out vhs was still quite pre- prevalent yeah, yeah yeah and even even dvd to to some extent can still lend itself to the same thing mm. whereby the story is about a cursed videotape mm. Now, if you've brought the film on videotape, the idea of putting in a film about a cursed videotape in the VCR, mm. even for the for the most uh, cynical of people watching horror films, there must be an element going, what if this is the cursed videotape? And that that's what lends itself so well mm. to... Obviously, in the cinema, it would have been perceived in a particular way but it then has that kind of knock-on effect when it goes for home video release.
2: Yeah, well, especially in this country, you wouldn't have seen... Uh, it's just called Ring, the original. Yeah, Ring. Ring. It? It's just called Ring. And uh, interesting um, you fact... You wouldn't have seen that in the cinema in this country. Maybe some art house cinemas, yeah. but it wouldn't have been on at your view, your mm. Warner Brothers and that. Not that you would have even really noticed it, you know. How many people go watch... Uh, films with subtitles and such like maybe more so now do you know what i mean yeah. if someone said oh there's this amazing japanese indonesian whatever horror uh out of the cinema it's got a big buzz about it i think because of the ring uh, or ring you know and grudge and uh the grudge and all those movies i think you'd be more likely to find an audience for a movie like that being released whereas i'm not sure you would have in like late 90s you know
0: I, I totally agree with that and funny enough we say about cinema releases just as we're thinking about recording this episode I get a notification from my local theatre and they're doing for October for Horror Month a series of of horror films on the, the cinema and one of them is Ring nah, you know yeah. and I thought that's such a cool yeah. thing and actually I don't often th- go and see old films mm. at the cinema but i think i might have a look at going to see it in the cinema just to Got get to that, tempting, get that yeah, you know yeah. that uh, that experience of seeing it in the cinema one thing i will say obviously it's called ring in the japanese version uh, if you were to look on imdb shall we say you'll notice it it says ringu so uh, it has a u on the end interesting fact about that is that that word doesn't exist it's not a word it was created because the literal translation of the Japanese language to this has to have a vowel on the end so it had ring and it was like it has to have a vowel on the end and somebody
3: put Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) on the IMDB listing when it first started Mm. a U on the end so it became Uh, ringu and of course it's it's now spurred on. to so now you hear people refer to it as Ringu, mm. and it just doesn't mean it, it, anything <laughs> at all. It,
2: it was never called yeah, that. It's yeah, really,
0: yeah, it's really quite interesting. Yeah. Uh, it, it's interesting because it came at a really uh, important time for Japanese cinema, really, because I think the films before that were much more based in... Uh, I suppose what you usually call shock horror and sort of gore and violence.
2: Yeah, body horror. And, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. you've
0: got films like Itchy the Killer and, uh, as, you, as you mentioned, Battle Royale mm. and...
2: Uh, Tetsuo Iron Man. Yeah, exactly. That, yeah. Much
0: more, shall we say, physical, uh, visceral kind of horror. And this was a real kind of like step back into those old-fashioned kind of ghost stories and urban legends and myths and fables mm. uh, and I think that's probably why it had such a good kind of turnout when it was released because it wasn't the norm in Japan mm. obviously in the western cinema they've kind of, we've always kind of had those ghost stories on similar kind of paranormal mm. supernatural style cinema but for Japan they hadn't really okay, had yeah. that, it was kind of an old thing, uh, it was kind of based in Uh, Japanese theatre
1: right? you know in
0: Kabuki theatre and they kind of you know so it was a real kind of at the same time as being quite modern and innovative it was also a real kind of big harken back to the old kind of stories that would have been told in in your traditional Japanese theatres
2: it's often the case though isn't it it's like something that in cinema that will push the boundaries forward, has one foot firmly in an almost forgotten genre sometimes. it would be like, this is an update on that story or that type of movie. What we did is we just gave them lightsabers. Do you know what I mean? But if you look at it, it's 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 a samurai movie. There's an argument
0: for uh, Harry Potter just being star wars but with magic you know yeah uh and i think yeah is that's quite a quite a a cyclical thing where Mm. okay we've done loads of stories on that now they're not as popular anymore and then they go away and then they come back you Mm. know obviously we've touched upon it in previous episodes where like comic book films didn't didn't really exist in the 60s and 70s you know Mm. They kind of just starting to come towards the there's latter a, stages. Some excellently
2: ropey Spider-Man movies from I think the 70s yeah. that I grew up with as a kid. Let's that say I will mainstream always big budget. <laughs> but I know what you mean. Yeah, they weren't particularly bankable.
0: Yeah, and even you know even things like Superman kind of came in, and they kind of they've kind of been the new western where it's massive. You know, in the 50s, 40s, 50s, 60s, it was westerns, westerns, westerns. And now you don't see westerns at all, it's really. 30s, isn't it? Probably, 30s, yeah. 40s, even 50s, even far back 60s, as that. 60s, yeah, yeah, And now you don't see westerns that much in the mainstream. Mm. They're very few and far between. And comic books are starting to get to that point where I think people are
2: the tipping point. Right? Yeah, they're now They've going, definitely oh, peaked. There's right? so
0: yeah. many. Yeah, we're getting a bit bored of this, and so yeah. things that you know, I think we're just on that, as you say, the on that tipping point. point. Yeah, yeah, and the ring started a whole host of these it was the kind of the catalyst for a return to these kind of genres obviously you have the ring your ring trilogy
3: mm.
0: you have ring I mean in doing research you realise how many ring films there are there are loads and loads and loads so, right. a lot of people would just think oh it's the Japanese trilogy and then the two or three re- US remakes yeah
2: well, we my, my box set's got four discs in it.
0: Yeah, I think one special features. <laughs>
2: Is that right? Yeah,
0: but there, there are a whole I haven't, host. I haven't looked
2: at it properly yet.
0: Obviously, I think in this country
2: yeah.
0: and in Western countries, we probably don't have as much exposure to mm. them but we'll get into some of the the others a little bit later on. But, yeah, it started that trend where very shortly afterwards you had the Jew on the Grudge series, Mm -hmm. you had things like A Tale of Two Sisters, you had Dark Dark Water, you had Pulse, you know, these ghost stories or Mm -hmm. these very uh, old-school stories that kind of really became quite prominent in Mm -hmm. J-horror. And obviously... Because of that success, Hollywood kind of went, we can bank upon... Oh, there's, there there's yeah. There's yeah. money to be made here, and they brought up the rights to a whole host of Japanese films and just then started doing remakes and remakes and remakes. Yeah. And...
2: Well, it's, it's that tale as old as time. It yeah. is, yeah. Like, Hollywood uh, is obviously... especially for for us in the West is held up as the gold standard of movie making there's a long history of just stealing bits (laughs) French expressionism German expressionism Japanese cinema they just take all the bits they want and then repackage it for a Western audience yeah
0: and and you usually when we hear about remakes of Mm. old stuff I'm kind of a bit like, do we really need to see that? Does that really need to be... Who Who is that for? Mm. I think when it's foreign language films, I actually do kind of understand why it happens, because yeah. reading... or sorry, listening to a film and, and not understanding anything and having to read subtitles is not for everyone.
3: Mm.
0: And so yeah, I have a lot more sympathy for it being done in that way. When it's just... Oh, this film hasn't... We can can make some money out of this remake. Let's do that. Whereas...
2: Yeah, I mean, it's very easy to get um, snobbish about these things. Um, You know, oh, you should just watch the original. It's like, it's reasonable to say, um, as an average moviegoer, I don't really like watching movies with subtitles. It doesn't necessarily make you a moron or uncultured or unappreciative of good cinema. It's reasonable. You know what I mean? So when they remake something specifically for a Western audience, there's no real shame in it. The shame is usually because it's, it's very rarely worth doing or at least not as good as the original. But not everyone appreciates cinema the way someone like you or I would. Whereas if you didn't already know, like you're saying, like you come across the American version, you're like, I'm going to have to go check out the original. It's because you have an interest in it and reading reading subtitles doesn't bother you. Some people don't want to do that when they watch movies. Some people just want to go to the cinema and eat popcorn. You know what I mean? And there's nothing wrong with that. Something you know? to have on in the background. Yeah, there's not... nothing wrong with it. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Actually... I, I, I totally, I can see why Hollywood remake. Plus, it's money. You know what I mean? But it's, it's there's no real shame. I don't think, and them saying uh, that films, that films created a lot of buzz. So I think we could, we could do something with it, and then acquiring the rights to it and remaking it. That's Legitimate. It's been legitimate since the day... Since cinema was born. I mean, Dracula, the first ever horror movie, there was a simultaneously a Spanish-spoken word version filmed at night on the same set of the original Dracula. So these God. things... There's always been a give and take yeah. between these things. Um, to just pinch the concept... and make a a Ring-adjacent-esque type movie is where I would have a problem with it. But to acquire uh, intellectual property legally and remake it seems reasonable to me. I mean, obviously, it's really not going to be much of a shock to people listening. I I think the original's much better than the remake. But I don't think the remake's a bad film.
0: I think they're two totally different films. Mm. I, As I say, I saw that, properly saw that the US remake... First, mm. and thought it was really good. And then I saw the the Japanese original, and I I appreciate them both in in different aspects mm. because to me, yes, okay, the story is the same, but they're not they're not really the same film. There's so much difference in them other than just the story. Yeah, that, I mean, it's,
2: I mean, sure, we'll, we'll probably get into the differences as we go along, but it is those interesting yeah. choices I, I watched watched them both yesterday and I watched I watched them in the order they were made I watched the original first then watched the American and I did wonder whether I should have watched it the other way round but I'm like no that's the order it came out in and it was interesting to see some of those changes they made that were clearly made for western sensibilities there's nothing wrong with that you are making a film for western sensibilities but it's just interesting like the little to, uh we don't think a western audience will accept that her, the father of a child's psychic, but they will definitely accept a weird child being psychic. You know what I mean? And I'm watching, I'm like, because you're watching, well, why would you change that? And you're like, audiences wouldn't accept it. They would accept the weird child. Do you know what I mean? Because we've seen that before. To have, to have like, oh, here's my uh, ex- my ex-boyfriend and my ex-partner the father of my child who also just happens to be psychic I can see that not sitting well with a western audience you know what I mean because I'd watched the, the original version first it, it, it did annoy me a little bit like I said <laughs> I watched it I was like you didn't have to do that but I I know why they They're did That they the film. <laughs> uh, yeah you do have to, you do have yeah. to have an openness when you're watching a remake to not just demand it's the same film but in English otherwise there really would be no point in making it you know I'm sorry you don't like reading subtitles have you seen the dubbed version <laughs> like, you know like, <laughs> like it's that you have to change it slightly you have to change it otherwise what's the point in making it
0: Absol- absolutely I think there are things that need to be changed because culturally they don't mean the same thing. And as you say, it would
2: jar with the Western audience. Yeah, she I'm threw sure. herself into a volcano in Ohio.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <You know. laughs> it's just cropped up, on yeah. it? It's only Did been there a week. Uh, <laughs> the Ohio Valley Volcano.
1: Uh,
0: I think it'd be really interesting to actually, if we do have any Japanese listeners or anybody <laughs> who... Comes from that culture. Mm. to See what they think about the US remake because mm. one of the things that I love about the, the the Japanese original is those cultural things. Because they're they're not culturally the same for me, mm. that intrigues me. I think that gives gives it a a, uh, a sense of personality that sets it out from from anything else I'd really seen. Yeah. Uh, so everything
2: guess, about it is at the risk of sounding redundant, foreign to your, your, yeah. to you. Maybe not foreign to you. I was going to say foreign to your sensibilities, but just foreign to you in in all the right ways. And, and that really helps. That plays into when you're watching a supernatural thriller horror movie where things are off-kilter and weird. It only helps to pile on that everything you're watching is from a different culture. It all feels... Even the normal stuff is different and... I don't want to say weird, but just different to you as a person. And it helps the whole feeling of the film has this otherness about it. And they try to replicate, uh, replicate it in the American version. Like, it's it's very well made. It's, um... They drain all the colour out, out of it, and they try to make it very... Uh, very other-esque. It has this sort of re- detached feeling throughout. The whole film is drained of colour and detached, you know what I mean? Um... But it doesn't have the same effect. We've seen American movies in America and a million times. Um, one of the changes they made that did make that really stood out to me is the fact that Naomi Watts's character had to be a bit of an asshole at the beginning of the film, yeah, because they decided they needed to give her a character arc that isn't in the fir- in the <laughs> original. Do you know? One I mean, of the things... She starts like, off over here and by the end of it she's quite reasonable. It's just such a Western thing to do. One she's th- a career woman. She must be a bit of an asshole. I don't think that would happen now in a film.
3: Um, no, it does it's seem... It's a very a early... Very...
2: I mean, was this? 20... 22, 21 20, years old now. Yeah, 21
0: ago, yeah. years ago. It does feel like a very naughty thing to do. But mm. one of the things that I noted down when I was watching the US remake was that everybody has a character like everybody has an element of character Mm. like the guy at the cabin is he has a bit he has a bit of a an awkwardness and a bit of a strangeness about it's that
2: that red herring when you're watching it where you think oh is it something to do with that person is he the key the weirdo who owns the log cabin. It's that sort of red herring thing in horror movies.
0: Even the guy who's at the, uh, at the, I was about to say mental hospital, that's not the right word to use, but at the hospital where they've got the videotapes. Yeah. Uh, Even he has a bit of a character. It's like, it's like they, they have to give every single person in the film a character. And I think sometimes that can go a little bit overboard because... When you're in it for one scene you, you don't yeah. really need that it's just yeah yeah it's just brain candy it's just yeah. you know you can it's white o- you noise
2: overlayer it can't you yeah.
0: That's right yeah so we've spoken a little bit about it and we've mentioned the story so that's uh, just for those who haven't seen either version of the film uh, here's a brief rundown of the plot so after the death of her cousin Tomoko, reporter Raiko hears stories of a videotape that kills everyone who sees it exactly one week after viewing. At first she discounts the rumours, but when she learns that Tomoko's friend, who watched a video with her, died at exactly the same time, she begins to investigate. After viewing the tape herself, strange things start happening, and so she teams up with her ex-husband to try and stop the death clock that has once again begun ticking.
2: Is that from the Japanese. That's or from or the Japanese. Yeah. Uh, I was gonna say that sounds much more like the original.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and to be fair, the the US version is is virtually, mm. virtually the same story. Obviously, there's little intricacies and little bits that are slightly different, yeah. but essentially, it's it's the same thing: a cursed videotape that kills you one week after mm. viewing it, and you watch it, and then she's got to find a way to stop the curse,
2: and mm. you know. That, but it's, it's, there's 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 great narrative tools that they use in it like it would be so easy for for it to just be you watch this videotape and then you die but they bring in the element of a phone ringing the moment you've watched it the phone rings it's different in the American one to the original because uh, am I right if I remember it correctly the phone only rings in the cabin in the original whereas in the American one it keeps ringing her answer machine. (laughs) It sounds funnier than it is. Hello, it's The Curse.
0: <laughs> uh, can you pick up, please? Because I've got to let you know that you're going to die in a week.
2: Yeah. Are you call screening? Um, <laughs> I know
0: you're there. <laughs> I can I can hear you.
2: Yeah. Um, so this, but And then there's the blurry... Fo- I'd forgotten about the blurry photos part as well. Which is another lovely little touch. It's like, you've got a curse on you now, so here's a visual representation of how doomed you are going to be, you know what I mean? And these lovely little narrative tools like that that they put in, you know, because um, it'd be so easy to just, oh, you're cursed, and now we're off. But it's just little extra little bits like that, which I thought was a really nice touch. Like it was a well, shows like a, a well-crafted screenplay, but if we can add a little bit more weirdness in here, like a little bit more tension, like, in the American version, he sees his face on a um, CCTV camera, doesn't he? Yeah. Yes, I yeah. I actually thought it was a good touch, you know what I mean?
0: I think the, the, the simplicity of the story is what makes it so appealing, is that it's very easy to get your head around, and so you commit to that, story very, very quickly. You're not going, well hang, well hang on a minute. How does that work or what's mm. what does that mean? It's very oh, okay, you watch it and you get you get a phone call and you're gonna die in a week. Mm. That's you know, open as shut as it as it can be. Mm. Uh and for the most part the US remake followed that same simplicity, obviously adding in a few steps and a few different things and and whatnot. Uh so shall we go through the the facts and the figures? yeah, man. Let's have a look. Obviously, it's quite difficult to get the the figures for the, the Japanese version, but w- the Japanese version had a budget of $1.2 million. It's not uh, a lot, really. Not, it, it was quite low, it was, well, that is quite low budget for, for a, a mainstream film. Mm. Uh, it was the highest grossing horror movie in Japan at the time of its release, so it was re- really quite successful. Uh, beyond that there's not really much else, but the. US remake we've got a lot more information obviously so that had a budget of uh, 48 million dollars, which is about 38 million pounds, yeah. 66 million in today's money. Uh, so obviously much more uh, much bigger budget so you can you know you can you can do a lot more with it with more money. Mm. Uh, it made 15 million dollars in its in its opening weekend. So again, that's a good portion and good return on your opening weekend, and overall in the US and Canada, it made one hundred and twenty nine million. So you've doubled your budget and a bit more, and then worldwide it was two hundred and forty nine million. So by all means, a success. It was very successful, mm. uh, and I think part of, part of of that is because it is a it's a very good remake. It's it's uh, unlike I would probably say a lot of the remakes that came afterwards it's a very good homage to the original uh, it's, yeah,
2: it's not bad um, it's not it's, it's definitely not a bad movie there's actually elements stuff they changed in there that I prefer actually I really like the stuff with the horses I thought that was a really nice some touch. really good imagery isn't yeah it? yeah that stuff was really good um, and, like, you can see why, like, we were joking earlier, like, you know, about throwing yourself into a volcano it's not really going to work, is it? You know what I mean? Um, but, yeah, it's, it's definitely not a bad movie. Like you say, it is, it is a, almost a completely different movie, even though it's exactly the same. It's, it's like comparing apples and oranges, almost, you know? Um, it's it's got that it's got like you say everyone in in the remake everyone is it's almost everyone is a trope essentially in the American version but they they you you can tell it's made they were definitely trying to make a good film it wasn't I mean obviously studios are studios we always say this and you know, bottom line is what they're interested in but you can tell the people that made the movie were trying to make a really good movie and i think if i'd seen it first i would like it probably more than, it's not that like, it's not even that i don't like it it's like some like sometimes throwing more money at something can improve it and sometimes it can ruin it and i actually think they walk the balance f- for the most part successfully obviously they changed the video itself i think the original um tape in the uh, in the original version is more eerie than the the one that they remake it to It's got are burning tree imagery and stuff and it's a little bit too much for me um felt a little bit like that felt a little ham-fisted stuff like that but it's not it doesn't ruin the film it doesn't take you out of the film i think having just having watched them essentially back to back um yesterday, I was hyper aware of the differences that they'd made and the choices I made. The choices you have to make. You have to do something different. You've got forty-eight million dollars. You know, what I mean? it's going to be different. For the most part, they succeed. I would say throughout the
0: movie. One, I think one of the best things you could probably say about it is it doesn't detract from the legacy of of the original film. Sometimes point. you get remakes and they really do just become you know I'm thinking about the Hellraiser you know anything past three and even two and three weren't great.
2: Hellraiser diminishing returns.
0: It's like all it does is just satirizes the whole whole franchise and you go Mm. I'm so bored of this now. It it doesn't do that. I've
2: seen many of them since three to be honest. I love the first three I think they're quite good movies. Uh, Even the third one.
0: So those were the the figures. So let's go through uh, the people who made the film. So obviously it was released. I say obviously. It's not obvious at all (laughs) unless you're... (laughs) unless you've got it in front of you Uh, but it was (laughs) I'm making a lot of assumptions about anybody listening to this aren't I have you not got your fact sheets with you
2: you've got to assume they at least like the movie it might be obvious (laughs) to them I don't know (laughs) so
0: it was released on the 31st of January 1998 obviously the the it's going to be a running theme now (laughs) Uh,
2: (laughs) oh you know me so well
0: (laughs) Uh in that's this is the uh Japanese original. Uh, obviously, it, it was directed <laughs> by Hideo Nakata, obviously. <laughs> uh it was written by the screenplay was written by Hiroshi Takahashi, uh but it was based on the book by Koji uh Suzuki. I did not know it was based on a book. Yeah, it's there's 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 an awful lot of Do you uh, know when the
2: book was written?
0: around about the same Same time time. I think Yeah.
2: cool Uh,
0: so it's produced by I do apologise on any of these names you've been doing
2: really well man Uh, I'm terrible at at, like pronouncing names uh,
0: Takashigi Ishisi uh, Shinya Kawaii Takanori Sento uh, the producers then we have the composer is Kenji Kawai and the cinematographer is Junichiro Hayashi
2: Uh, (laughs) I'm thoroughly impressed right now (laughs) Uh, yeah I, mean- I, I don't think I, I'm <laughs> terrible. Has anyone heard me try to pronounce Ennio Maricone's <laughs> name? I think I'm still doing it wrong. Ennio mericoni. Oh, let's not get into this <laughs> again. Uh, <laughs> as evidenced by what just happened when I thought... I was like, I've got it now. I've got it. Finally, <laughs> my love
0: for Japanese wrestling is actually having a real-world use right now. Yeah. Uh, so yeah I, it was very I mean, impressive. Again, yeah. if there's any Japanese listeners, they're probably going, that's not how you say that name. <clears throat> Who's that? That's-
2: I, re- I reckon they'd give you, like, at yeah. least points for, like...
0: Giving like it a effort, go you and know not I mean? yeah, you know, yeah. and not saying that even the character names are obviously Japanese, so course, can't get obviously. out there. Uh, so Hideo Nakato is 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 probably the person who kind of re rejuvenized uh, Japanese horror. You know, he he obviously done the ring and the ring oh sorry, ring and ring two.
1: Mm.
0: He also went on to do Dark Water as well which also has a U.S. remake with Jennifer Connelly. Oh, uh, uh, right, yeah, yeah, So, he definitely has a... He even, he even directed the, the U.S. remake of... or oh, sorry, the U.S. sequel. Of? Uh, of The Ring. Did he really? Yeah, he done The Ring too, And it was essentially a remake Ooh. of his second yeah, ring. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: that's interesting. Really interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. Um, now I'm going to have to spend the rest of today watching, watching another set, yeah. two Ring movies back to back. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be what's fascinating. Re- what is
0: really interesting about the Ring franchise yeah. as a whole is, as we mentioned, it's based on a book uh, by Koji Suzuki. And that has gone very much more into the sci-fi genre. It's almost, really? It almost develops into... Uh, kind of like the Matrix in in some respects. Uh, mm. I haven't read them. This is uh, second-hand knowledge. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm, I'm not doing that much research for this. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's kind of where it goes in in that kind of thing. Interestingly, when, the, when Ring was made mm. by a separate production, production company, separate directors, producers, etc., etc., and obviously a separate cast, a sequel was made back-to-back. So they were yeah. supposed to. Uh, they were supposed to release at the same time, and the the idea was is that they could piggyback off each other's success. Mm. So, oh, you've seen you've seen Ring, great. Ring two's already out because it was filmed at the same time. Wow. The problem is, is because it was a different production company.
3: Mm.
0: I haven't seen it, but apparently it's it's very much. Lower, even more lower budget, and just not as not as skillful in their creation of it. Ring two. This is different from Ring two, right? (laughs) Which is where it gets a little bit confusing. I think it's called uh, Ryzen. I think is what it's called, right? Uh, I could be getting that wrong because there are so many Mm. that it's become like this whole genre Mm. in. Japanese cinema uh, so yeah and then Hideo I can Nakata. feel myself
2: getting tempted to go down a rabbit hole here you know I mean? I'm like yeah. oh there goes the rest of my year yeah.
0: <laughs> so Hideo Nakata made the sequel the Japanese the one that probably most western audiences have seen Ring yeah. 2 uh, and then Ring Zero which is the third in the trilogy mm-hmm. is a prequel of sorts and uh, and, unfor- unfortunately, they they get kind of progressively worse. I mean, there's still a place for them. Ring 2, mm. I think, is... It's not quite as... Uh, not quite as logical. There's a lot more kind of going on and not necessarily in a good way. Mm. Uh, but I still quite like it. But Ring Zero is a very different film. It takes place in a theatre. Uh Hmm. the idea is that uh, Sadako as mother I think again I could be getting this wrong it's really difficult to follow uh, is in the theatre and she gets the role of this particular thing and these weird things start happening and wow. that's where it starts to build that kind of uh, where the story started shall we mm-hmm. say mm-hmm. Uh, and then obviously the US you've got the The Ring, you've got The Ring 2, which, as I said earlier, Hideo Nakata directed. Mm. Uh, Surprisingly, well, unsurprisingly, I should say, he said it was a very different experience of having to work in Hollywood compared to... You know, he was was quite surprised at how much the studio had an input. Uh, And then we have the... I can't remember the year of it, but the recent reboot reimagining whatever you want to call it, it
1: was, uh, there,
0: Rings yeah. which Rings, is that's
2: it. Yeah,
3: I've
0: yeah. seen it and cannot tell you a single thing that happened in it right. so that yeah. says a lot about how good that <laughs> film is
3: yeah.
0: uh, so looking at the cast again I apologise in advance for some of the names but let's give it a go so we've got Nanako uh, Matsushima playing Raiko Akasawa we have Hiroy- Hiroyuki Sanada playing Ryuji Takayama. We have Mike Nakatani vers- uh, play Versus. Christ.
1: <laughs> wrestling. <laughs> I'm even I mean, watching wrestling or playing
0: Tekken now. Uh, Mickey Nakatani playing Mei, Mei Takano. Yuko Takayushi uh, playing Tomoko Oshii. And then we have Hitomi Sato playing Masami. And Ryo Inio playing sadako yamamura which is the the girl in the cursed videotape right yeah. so i think probably for the u.s us watchers the most recognizable name is hiroyuki sanada who plays the hu- ex-husband the father of the little boy mm-hmm. Uh, cuz he's done quite a lot in US uh, cinema he was in things like the wolverine he was recently in bullet train which is a good film uh, he recently played scorpion in the Mortal combat reboot and right. he's been in avengers Endgame. so he's mm. a much more recognizable yeah the
2: moment you see him yeah you know, oh it's, it's him yeah yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: and i think i think that again returning to it after all those years because as I say I can remember watching it at the time and not really knowing who he was Mm. so it didn't really register now returning to it I get an even bigger appreciation for it because I I know some of his other work and Mm. quite like him as as an actor I think he's quite quite uh, quite good Mm. Uh, so and obviously in the the US remake we have a whole host of names we've got Naomi Watts Mm -hmm. we've got Brian Cox uh no, I can't think of any other names in the film <laughs>
2: uh, it's funny though, they, whenever Brian who's Brian Cox you? Yeah, everyone now would know him as succession, the dude from Succession yeah. obviously he's, he's a um, yeah, yeah. he's a, a accomplished actor of many decades um, as is always the case with me when I watch these things these days can, I, I see him and I just go it's Daphne's dad from Frasier even though when he turned <laughs> up in Frasier <laughs> Daphne love um even though when he turned up in Frasier, I'm like, it's Brian Cox. Now he's Daphne's dad to me. But this film, the remake, has two people who were in yeah. The the Her sister, Naomi, what's his sister? That character. She's in a few episodes of Frasier as well. And then I was like, I was watching I was like, oh, because I'd never seen her in anything else. I was like, oh, that's that she plays a lawyer in Frasier. He dates her for a couple of episodes. You know. And it would have been around the same time, to be fair. And I'd forgotten Brian Cox was in it, oh, Hannibal Lecter himself. And um he turned up, and I said, "Daphne, you know." And if that split moment, you're and it takes you out of the film when you're watching it, because like, oh, there's two people Fraser, and then I'm sitting there going, "Is there anyone else from Fraser in this film <laughs> i forgot?" It's <laughs> <laughs> <Is laughs> Kelsey Grammer. You can make a drinking up. game like, out of that. There's Niles. You know? <laughs>
0: <laughs> he plays one of the horses. <laughs> uh, yeah, Brian Cox, to me, probably... It's very hard for me to imagine him as anything other than Logan Roy mm. from Succession. Uh, suppose a little bit probably before that was... I mean, he's been in so much that I, I can't even really remember much of what he's been in. Yeah, yeah. Which is a really odd thing to say.
2: Yeah, cause cause he's, he's, a really, he's, he's been around for so yeah, long, though, hasn't well, he? As I mean. he?
0: As you say, he played Hannibal Lecter in Manhunter, mm. which is, again... I watched that not so long ago, I'm going off on a bit of tangent here, and hadn't seen Manhunter up until a little while ago, and from everybody talking about, obviously, you know Brian Cox done Hannibal Lecter first, thinking that he had a much larger role in the film. Mm. And I know Anthony Hopkins doesn't have a massive role in Science of the Lambs, it's only nine to ten minutes but worth. It, it's-
2: Spread I mean, out in Silence of the Lambs. You see so him. consistently Whereas, turning up in it. That's
0: right. Yeah, Whereas yeah. Manhunter, he's in one scene and he's mm-hmm. never seen again. Yeah. And it's almost like blink and you miss it. Almost to the point of like,
2: mm. what? Yeah, Manhunter's yeah. interesting in, in more of a sort of origins sort of way. what would you go? Oh. So, like, that character exists in a very small moment. Mm. And then when he went, the writer of the books obviously went... Should do something with his Hannibal later. He's pretty good. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's, yeah. He's where the money is. No, you almost know I mean? a it's... little
0: bit like Frasier
2: That's <laughs> yeah. what we call a full circle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um. But yeah, I mean, and and it's interesting. Like when you could like when you write something, I suppose, and it's you have a character. That you go, oh, he'd be good for this this narrative device. He'd be a good character to put in this. Then the person's like, I'm gonna revisit that character. It's almost like I accidentally created this amazing character, but it's not really by accident, but it's like i I can now see there's more potential in this character and, and like you get to the silence of the lambs. We like say he's not in it a lot, but he's peppered it throughout the film, so he turns up a lot. So it feels like he's in that film a lot more than he is. And then obviously you get the sequels, you get Hannibal, which is a uh, no, Red Dragon Story is essentially the remake of Man and Hannibal, um, some years later, yeah. And she's like a chock full of him.
0: Yeah. And uh, are you ready for a seamless transition? You could almost say the same with the Sadako character or Samara in the remake, whereby what seems to have happened quite a lot, particularly with the Japanese uh, uh, chron- chronology of, of films, in that mm. that character has gone on and gone in a whole host of different directions. Mm. Obviously I mentioned it earlier about how many there are I haven't got them all to hand but I know there's over 10 different films that have that character and one interesting one which I think is definitely probably worth the viewing which I haven't seen yet but I think I probably will Mm. is it I can't remember what it's called because I can't remember the character from the other film but it's essentially... The Ring versus The Grudge,
2: <laughs> nice. which I
0: think it that sounds like such. It's like Alien I versus Predator it. for yeah, J horror. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and sure, man. you yeah. know, there's there's been a Wii game made with about Sadako Yeah.
3: Uh,
0: which I think, just whilst I say that, it's interesting that they've obviously. Well, I suppose it's not interesting because it makes total sense. <laughs> you want to hope so it's So I don't know why I am mentioning <laughs> it at all. But obviously, they've obviously changed the name of that character from Sadako to Samara. Yeah. Uh, and it's f- for me because I saw the the US one first. It's really hard to remember that it's not Samara. It's Sadako mm. or Sadako. I don't know which. Which I am probably saying it wrong. Uh, so I have to every time I say it, I'm like, oh no, it's wrong character, wrong character. Well, yeah,
2: we're we're essentially talking about two movies at the same time, yeah. aren't we? So it must it's it's quite. So we great. hope
0: you can follow along, anybody listening. Yeah, at
2: no point are we're going to be able to call mm. someone Kevin's mum <laughs> 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 or Brundlefly. Yeah. Probably. Flashback to previous episodes. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: so let's have some a little bit of trivia. Obviously, it's a little bit more difficult to do the. uh what has become a staple of Bury Our Bones with with the you know potential castings and would-be castings Mm. obviously because obviously there probably are some but I'm guessing well I know that I probably wouldn't know half of the people that they nearly cast it's not going to be of much interest if you've never heard uh, of the person exactly so let's start with uh, and again this links in quite quite nicely to one of our future episodes no. the eyebrows are being raised now <laughs> so the book that it was based on uh, of the same name by Koji Suzuki got his inspiration for the novel from his favourite horror movie Poltergeist oh. and watching Poltergeist and Ring in very quick succession you can see that influence really really clearly yeah. and not in a oh that's blatantly ripped off of that mm. it's done in a way where it does something different with it. Mm-hmm. It's not just a blatant rip-off. It's going, I love that thing, and I want to reference that in some way. I want to do a homage to that. But yeah. how can I make it different and it's not just a blatant rip-off?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I know it's exactly the same thing. It was really fascinating to me. Uh, spoilers, we are doing Poltergeist <laughs> next. Um, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> um, Was obviously you, like... Well, basically, how it works is we pick a film each, and we do two a month. I'd pick one, you do another, right? And you said oh, I want to do Ring, and we discussed doing like both of the, the American and the. And then you're like, "What film do you want to do?" It like, well, it's like, it's Halloween month, so it's another horror. And I, 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 I was watching them back to about yesterday, and uh, I was watching. I watched. Uh, Poltergeist, and I was like, "Oh, there's similar threads here. I wonder how much of that su- like was subconscious when I said Poltergeist, and how much of it is just pure coincidence." But I know exactly what you mean because when I was watching Poltergeist after, I was like, "Oh, I could- there's threads. There's threads here that that lean from one to the other." Obviously, Poltergeist is like eighty-two, so yeah, it's just it's interesting that he he says yeah, it was one of my influences.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's all it's one of those things that. Once you know it's there, it's so obvious. Mm. But when you don't know it's there, it doesn't feel like, oh, that's just blatantly that, mm. you know, which I think means that you give it much more credibility. You give it a chance rather mm. than just go in, you know, because I think obviously when you watch films, it's, it's what your thoughts are going into it, which often affects what you think about it after you've seen it. Mm. So... As I said earlier, based in Japanese ghost stories that were often perform- performed in kabuki theatre, uh, which is anybody who's done any any theatre is quite a a uh, unique style of performance. It uses a lot of masks and face paint. Uh, interestingly for anybody who uh, has ever been to the theatre or seen anything or even in stage shows in general whether that's music or ever, if you see let's say a curtain drop or a, a gauze drop which is uh, essentially a essentially a grate or a, a mesh shall we say is, mm. is a gauze anytime you see that drop that's called a kabuki drop mm. because that was made very very prominent in kabuki theatre and that's obviously how it's got its name uh so really interestingly the 2001 uk dvd release back cover carries a disclaimer Stating that the distributor accepts no responsibility for any injuries or fatalities yeah, that may occur yeah. during or after the viewing of this video cassette. And go. that's what I was saying earlier about yeah. the beauty of it is just yeah. there's that little question in the back of your yeah. mind. When that film finishes, are you going to get a phone call?
2: Yeah, well, that's what's so good. Like I say, it's essentially it's a cursed artefact movie which you've seen in horror movies and monster movies and so on uh, from from the dawn of time and so the genius part about making it um, a tape cassette is not only what you then get to do with it like as so you get through towards the end of the film where it's, it comes through the TV and all of that stuff is you make it very tangible everyone has tape cassettes not everyone has an emulator you know what I mean? Or whatever it is, whatever else it could be. Everyone has a tape cassette. Especially if you're watching this movie, you literally have a tape cassette. And then I didn't know they'd written on the back of it, I'm not taking responsibility for this. You know what I mean? It's a nice little touch. So yeah, it does have that it's like a it's it doesn't really make any real difference to the film or to the quality of the film. But it's just that nice little extra layer of I say ambiguity, maybe, or so and a little bit of like because you we go we watch horror movies to be scared, same reason you go on roller coasters, whatever. So you, you're you're open to it, and it's a supernatural horror filler uh, horror film, you know. So it's it's otherworldly already, and it's tangible. They somehow manage to put because it's in a the tape, they manage to put that horror th- literally physically in your hands. You know, what I mean, it's such a good touch, and then you get to be able to do all of those bits the visual stuff the, there's a little bit more of the film towards the end that you haven't quite seen and it's different it's weird when you watch the American version versus the original you, at different points in the American version you see her starting to come out of the the well the end shot of the well and it's, it's not at all in the original it's only at the very end I um,
0: of never having enough money to enjoy the things that you love? Always checking the time to make sure you're home before curfew. Constantly being nagged by mom and dad to get a job. Well then look no further because this summer, Camp Crystal Lake are looking for volunteers. This exciting summer camp will look great on the CV when you apply to college. Plus, you get to hang out with other teenagers looking to have fun in the New Jersey countryside applicants must be proficient in at least one of the following skills running for prolonged periods strong voice projection that could be heard from afar resilience through challenging situations good spatial awareness or strong teamwork if this sounds like you then please send your applications to mrs Voorhees at camp crystal lake 1980 and please give a full list of details Disclaimer, you might be expected to stay beyond the summer. That brings us on very nicely to how the effect of uh, Sadako coming out of the well was accomplished. Mm. So it only had one simple effect, apparently. So Ri Inio, the, the actress who is a student of the Kabuki Theatre, uses exaggerated motion and jerking movements to emphasise emotion. Mm was heavily involved in the development of that character, and as a result, it was filmed with her walking backwards and the film run in reverse. Right, makes uh, sense. So yeah. the end result is her walking forwards with really quite unnatural, weird, yeah, jerky-looking movements.
2: It's amazing. And it's, it's that, it, it is It's the thing that makes it unsettling. You've never seen her face, it's something that they change in the American version, to its detriment... And they don't do the weird jerky movements in the American version it, to its detriment, and that I found that mind-boggingly, mind-bogg, mind, boggingly, mind, bogg, mind <laughs> 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 meltingly stupid.
0: <laughs> if you can't pronounce the word, choose another yeah.
2: one. I, c- I couldn't believe they didn't do the movements. At one point in the American thing, instead of do she, fa- it like fast forwards almost, and she's here, then she's here. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, you've done so well at not changing things for the sake of changing them. Um, At that point, it it genuinely gave me a bit of rage.
0: It definitely goes back to that thing that I know we speak a lot about in these podcasts, Mm. about the difference between, like, practical effects and CGI.
3: Mm.
0: Obviously, you know, we sit very, kind of, very much on the practical effects over CGI. Mm. But I think it's that, you know, it's such a more straightforward and simple approach.
2: It's way creepier. And
0: it creates such a better effect from doing that. And obviously they had a more budget with the remake and obviously if you've got more budget you want to use it. Mm. But at some point I just wished somebody had said if we don't need to do that with this Mm. we can achieve a much better effect much easier much quicker Mm. and much more yeah. Cost efficient.
2: Or if you're going to change it, make it better, not worse. Yeah. You know, it's, it's it's really it's like they threw it away at the end when I was watching, I was like, Are oh, you you like." it even has the annoying bit for me anyway, when she's talking to her psychic mm-hmm. son and she's like, It's all it's all like I saved her, it's fine. And he's like, well, she doesn't want to be saved, what are you doing? which telegraphs what's about. Obviously, we know it's coming, and sort of jump scares and all of that sort of stuff. You know, the ending isn't the ending. You know there's more to come, especially if you bought the DVD of the original version, literally has the end scene on the front cover. And that annoys me. <laughs> I'm like, to like, literally put on what is the money shot. <laughs> on the um on the DVD cover I'm like so you must be sitting there going well she hasn't come out the telly yet you know at some point that's gonna happen because that was the great thing when I first watched it back in like like I say the early noughties all of my friends were talking about it so I watched it you know um all all of my friends who I trust who are, are film buff kind of people you know and they but they didn't tell me that scene was coming at the end. And it is so good. It's, I don't even think it's a particularly original thought when you think about it, the concept. shes You're watching it, but you've been watching this video, bits of it anyway, throughout the film. You see it in whole once, then you see bits of it. And it's a creepy video, and it's a creepy film. You have this sense of unsettling. And then the, it starts again, essentially. The TV turns back on. And this time she's coming up out of the well she's walking towards the camera and she's got a hair in front of her face and you don't know what's behind it. You can't see someone's face. You cannot know their intentions. And it has all of that built into it. And she comes right up to the the screen and you're feeling uneasy. And then her head just pops through the screen. And then, like you say, that weird kabuki walk or whatever it is, it's all backwards and disjointed. And it's like, oh, that's good, you know? Thanks for putting it on the front cover. No, <laughs> it's, it,
1: it's, it's, a... it's,
2: it's missing in the American one. And and also the bit where they zoom in on her eye in the original. Mm. And you're like, oh, that's creepy. But you've already seen her face. And then they show you her face in the remake. Sorry, in the remake. You've already seen her face. And then they show you... And it's like, no, it's not as creepy. And I don't understand that choice. That, that whole end scene... It probably detracts for me so much from the movie. Cause like I say, I understand you have to remake it. You have to change things. You have to westernize a movie for Western audiences. It makes sense, you know? Um, but those changes for the sake of changing and it's not as good as the original. Like they, mu- at some point, they would have been sat there watching that going, it's someone must have gone, it's not as good as the original what have we done? Let's redo it. We've got 48 million. How much of that 48 million we got yeah. left? You know what I mean? Because I think, I think if you just gave me a camera in an afternoon, I could fix this. You know, that sort of thing. Um, I found that quite frustrating. You know what I mean?
0: It's the old phrase, less is more. Yeah. And again, not to, not for it to be a cliche, but, one of the things that I find most scary is 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 the unknown, not mm. knowing, as you said, not knowing the intentions of somebody because you can't see their face, exactly. not knowing yeah. bits and bobs about you know how it's happening or why it's happening. Mm. Those are the things that really kind of sit with you and really kind of leave you after you've watched the film. Mm. Those are the things that stays with you, along with those kind of very small snippet, you know, money shot images. Mm. And one of the things that I really, really like about the Japanese original is how it doesn't ever cop out and use cheap, cheap thrills. Mm. So one of my biggest pet peeves with horror which is a surprise because it's in virtually every horror film ever made It's I hate jump scares Mm. because there's such an easy way to make somebody jump there's no skill involved Mm. all you've got to do is do something when they're not expecting it
3: Mm.
0: it's so easy to do Mm. and most horror films are just filled and littered and constantly just doing that
2: where do you stand it's not a jump scare it's like a jump scare but it's in my opinion it's better is when it's it's like a slow jump. You know, when it's creepy, when you suddenly realise someone stood behind them. That sort of stuff. That I love that. Yeah, that sh- unsettling feeling. that There's been someone behind you. Yeah. To, you know, and they sort of come into focus. Those sort of things. So it's not really a jump scare because they're not making you jump, but that feeling yeah, of like yeah, uneasiness yeah. is so sad.
0: Strangers. It's not a great film, but right. has brilliant shots of that. Mm. There's so many shots of just a fixed camera angle and you're watching. Mm. I think it's Liv Tyler in in her kitchen and nothing's really happening apart from her making dinner or whatever. Mm. And only you can only see it if you really look for it. Mm. All of a sudden you see there's a man who with a wearing a mask cut out the window just standing there.
3: Yeah. That is you know, and I think
0: I think that really does add to ring because as I say, I know it's a personal thing. Some people like that thing. But for me, it's a personal thing. There isn't really one jump scare in there. There's almost one where they do the flashes of uh, the the victims. But it, yeah, it, it yeah. prepares you for it. Mm. So it has a little bit of an underscore and it prepares you for it. And then it shows you the image. So it's not just mm. silence. Yeah. and then big loud noise or yeah. big loud jumpy thing
2: I would say I would say um, just going back to that I don't know what it's called that slow reveal jump scare I don't know what it would be called James Cameron is a master of this in Aliens superb stuff it's suddenly the wall's moving behind you you know what I mean um, yeah and there's like those elements you're talking about like the the original versus the remake Funnily enough, when I was watching the original, I was like, I thought their faces were much more distorted than that when they find them. Of course, it's in the remake, and I think they do that better. Also, really like the touches with the water in the remake. I'm sure I'm right in saying this. It doesn't happen in the original, where there's water on the floor, and she's walking up. Because in that opening scene in the uh, remake, is much longer than the original. With the two girls, I watched it. I'm just winding you up. I didn't really, and all of that sort of stuff. That is much longer in the remake. And she walks upstairs and there's water coming out from underneath the the door. Really like those touches. Again, the fly thing was kind of cool as well as she pulls the fly out of the videotape. I thought that was a nice touch. So, totally elements within that that create a sense of creepiness and uneasy without, like you say, resorting to just boo. You know, it's yeah, it's it's, and I think there are elements within the remake that surpass the original. Um, those those particular pieces, but like you say, it's, it's, they're not reliant on cheap jumps, sc- cheap thrills at that point. You know,
0: just going off of that, there's yeah, that that use of water, mm. I think, is really good because it 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 sets from, you know, it, it links back to that story mm. where they have to go across the water to that island mm. to get to the...
1: Yeah, you know.
2: in the original, she the fishermen hate her. The fish, they can't catch yeah. any fish. Yeah. In the remake, the horses drown themselves. Like you say, they're on an island and she's in a well. There's just yeah. water. So, you know? so having yeah.
0: that water element in the mm. remake is, as you say, it, it builds on it. It mm. adds something different. It goes a step further without going too far and over the top. Mm. The fly thing really annoys me.
2: Does it? It, I think it's because it co- you can they telegraph it quite. It a telegraphs. Lot. You know it's, a, it's coming because the, she, there's at one point she scratches it, and it's definitely on the screen. Yeah, it, on yeah. The film. I think she. Yeah, and she then goes, she does it again, to, yeah. and it's like you probably needed to chop that first one out. You know,
0: obvious. Again, obviously, not if you've not seen it. <laughs> uh, but in in the original, when you don't really expect her to come out of the TV. Mm. Apart from if you've got that T V T cover. Yes, but if you if you're going into it completely cold and you've not seen yeah. anything about it, you mm. don't expect it to happen because no. it at that point she's
2: been It's been it, contained within it, the It's a, within a figure the screen. in a video yeah, yeah. and it's
0: it's it's at arm's length. Mm. And that's part of the part of the terror of it is that all of a sudden, oh now she's here. Mm. Like all of the other stuff, it's it's just, oh, it's, it's, oh, she looks like she, oh, she's in the reflection on the TV, but she's not actually there.
2: Mm. It's all contained within the television yeah. and the phone. That's yeah. it. She is communicating from her grave. They then find her down the bottom of the well and give her a proper burial and all or peace. They bring peace to her is what they think mm. they've done. So you think it's finished. She was communicating from the grave through the videotape and essentially through the phone above the log cabin um and that's that and then no she's <laughs> literally in the room with you you know what i mean and that moment is such a good moment i remember i will remember it the first time i saw it for, till the day i die when it's, she pops out it's so it's good it's just
0: expertly shot yeah expertly you know the the effects used are so good mm. and so simple when you know how they're done yeah. it's just very much just again less is more like you don't need to use all that budget on you know comparatively to the to the remake mm. it does too much it's showing you far too much mm. it's doing a hell of a lot more yeah. and actually all that does is mean that you're more you know you're more uh desensitized to it because why am i scared of of this now because i've seen this done so much already yeah oh okay she ends up Okay, she, yeah. As you say, the the faces in in the remake are a lot better. Mm. Uh, there's a bit more kind of to it, and it looks the, al- the death rictus. Yeah, yeah it definitely yeah. looks. You know, I more really liked
2: it. I, the, the girl in the, the closet the first time you see, yeah. it, I'm like, oh, that's so that, good. You know, that's yeah. good.
0: As as opposed to in the original, it is just you know Am I almost right? you then don't just see pulling her, faces. You
2: in the remake, you don't see her. Uh, the father of her child, I forget the character's name in the remake. You don't see, she turns the chair around. You see her reaction to his face. He's also sat in a puddle of water in his chair. Uh, that right at the end of the film. You don't see his face. But you see Naomi Watts' Yeah, I think to
0: it. it depends on what version, because I know there's like extended Oh, right. Uh, yeah. I can't remember what version I've sh- seen, I'm, but I, I, I vaguely like remember see seeing face, it. So you I see it reckon that. But, there yeah. is a version where you see his right face, on, probably. Yeah, yeah. But I think the, the theatrical release, is, is as, as you say, mm. just turns and you don't see it. Yeah, you see that's, her reaction. That's yeah. good, because you don't know what she's looking at. Yeah. Your mind is We've the best thing. We've already seen versions of it. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your mind is the best thing for scaring you, mm. because imagination can run wild. Mm. Uh, one, one of the things that I really really like about both films the thing that I think is really really good is that for the most part it's not a horror film it's a mystery film
2: for the most part oh, they're solving a mystery that's, you know, right. yeah, yeah.
0: that's the thing that I've, I've always liked about J-horror mm. is that you have that initial spookiness scariness of this thing whatever it may be has happened and then it's trying to find out why and all the reasoning behind it why it happens as opposed to Mm. spooky thing happens people die people die people die and it's a really good you know for lack of a better term end boss is defeated you know
2: even it's a really good point because you don't actually know what it is they're trying to uncover you know something's happened you it's a supernatural who did what you know what i mean because it's not even a who done it because you don't know what's been done. You know there's some... Obviously, there's this videotape. And, like, they're slowly piecing together where the tape came from. And while they're trying... Whilst they're working out where that tape comes from, you, you come to the conclusion that something bad has happened. You don't know what it is, and you don't know who did it, but it happened to this person. And it involves these people. The American one remake does a does a good job of, like, when they go to the island, they they're, they're, is it the father is it the doctor they were were the whole was the whole island in on it because she says like we're all better off with that girl gone they don't over the point but she was saying things have been bad around here for a long time before the horses and all this sort of stuff and it's almost like at that point you get into like a wicker man um conclusion in your mind where the whole village is in on it you know um which is which is pretty good you know it's like i find with the the original um there's no fat on the original it's a good hour and a half long, and they just get on with it. They don't. This
0: your perfect runtime for, run for a film. My
2: favourite runtime for a film is an hour and a half, and I don't think I genuinely don't think the American one actually benefits from the extra half hour. I, like, I think you could chop it off. I think it, you could maybe go hour forty, and you're probably all right. Um, and that's what's so nice about that the original and this stuff maybe. There's stuff, it's, there's too much unexplained. You have to take too much on face value for a Western audience. Maybe we demand more explanation and that's why it's a little bit longer, you know. Because um, there is just stuff you just accept. It's not, it's not explained. There's <laughs> a bit when he's chasing the, the, I guess, I assume he's a fisherman. Chasing the dude... Um, across the beach and he's like she saw things I see things and it just feels so clumsy he's got like a headlock or whatever it is he's doing you know well I've got I've got those powers too and like I don't think you'd get away with that necessarily as we discussed it for a western audience where it would be a step too far Like, like I say you can accept the spooky kid instead um, but that's that's one of the things I really like about the original is there is no foul on it. They just get on with it and it's it's not exactly you can call it a roller coaster of a movie because it's slow and it's tense, and the 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 score on it is amazing um jumps between its sort of traditional um score in a sort of like string section that somehow sounds like flies it's amazing when it cuts in it's really good it creates that sense of tension and, and weirdness you know um i think one of the notes i wrote was like it was almost it's almost um like you're watching a the the score is almost like a sci-fi score it's almost like space it's so otherworldly you could put this on a on a sort of thriller set in in space, and it would fit. It's that otherworldly feeling of the score, you know, which adds to the tension. But they just, like I say, it's not a roller coaster of a movie. It doesn't start and you're going, but it doesn't ever stop. It just keeps moving all the way through. As your, like you say, it's this who done it that they're trying to solve, who done what that they're going through with all these supernatural elements mixed in. It's just kind of the perfect film. You
0: know. It's one of those things where it's very. Very difficult for a remake or something that's based on a story to take things out. It's easier to add to, which is obviously why I think the the you know the remake is, you know, twenty five, thirty minutes longer. And as you say, it doesn't really benefit. There's a lot more <laughs> Lulling about and yeah, kind of uh, you know,
2: What's his character arc? And yeah, all this sort and of it, stuff, it's you know.
0: kind of things that we because for me, all that does is makes me not resonate with that character because mm. all it does is make me go well, not
2: <laughs> not that she's it, got it coming.
0: <laughs> it's a very cynical <laughs> view to have, but it's yeah. very difficult to care why these things are happening if somebody's not very likable mm-hmm. if they're likable it's a lot easier to care yeah i mean for the you're opening asking...
2: scene with Naomi Watts she's her kids obviously waiting for her to pick her up from school so you get this right well, she's a bad mum mm. sort of feeling and she's bawling someone out on the phone i'll poke your eyes out with pens or whatever i can't remember what she says but like um very abusive to someone who she works with down the phone. so you're set up not to like her and you're like, oh, we know where this is going. We're going to like her by the end. Do we really need to do this? Could she not just be a nice working mum with a kid who falls... Because that's much what... I mean, to be fair, in the original, the child spends a lot of time alone. There's some serious, <laughs> See, there's some serious <laughs> questions that need to be asked child about Child abandonment going on. Right? Yeah, yeah. There is a lot of that in the original. But you don't, at any point, hate or did, I don't even hate the, uh, Naomi Watts' character but do you know what I mean there, there's no you're not set up to hate the character yeah the original, and for
0: me you know? I don't know if that again I could be making massive jumps I don't know if that's more of a cultural thing of that's more the style of parenting mm. in in that culture I'm, I'm not sure mm. so for me that's how I kind of looked at it I was like well I find that a bit odd. I think I it's supposed to be
2: odd. I think but, it, it's because they labour the point a few times in the original that the kid is conscious. He's used to being alone and all this yeah. sort of stuff, so I, th- I don't think it's a cultural thing. I think it is set up that way, but it's not. It's not so heavy handed. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. outside of that, she's not rude to people. Do you know, what I mean? <laughs> she's not like like I can't remember. She, uh, Naomi, what's refers... first? Uh, you'd call me a, a controlling. Uh, whatever it, is. I can't remember but I think you're flaky you think I'm over controlling and possessive or whatever it is so there's constant like I'm not necessarily a good person you know what I mean she's like oh, do, would you call me gullible would you call me like easy deliver no I'd never call you that and all that it's just sort of like constant sort of um, reminding that she must be some way ruthless because she's successful which I don't think would happen in a modern film, I don't think you'd get away with it. And it, watching it now, obviously, it's this film's 20, we say 22 years old now? Mm-hmm. So yeah, 21 and whatever it is. Um, so things move on. But it, it, it was one of those things that stood, that stood out to me that probably wouldn't have when I first watched it because you're used to it. You're used to that trope. And watching it yesterday, I was like, it's so unnecessary. She doesn't need a, an arc where she comes around to being nice, it's not necessary for the film. And it's not—it's not really a, a, a decent enough representation of a <laughs> working mum. Like, why has she got to be like that? But it's a small thing. It's—it's a—I say it's a cultural thing. It's not. It's—it's a, it's a timing thing. It, it's of its age. It's a twenty-year-old film, so you're going to bump up against things like this, aren't you? Things that were normal portrayals of characters then wouldn't fly now, you know.
0: There's always a tendency. When we're doing these things if there's a remake or if there's a reimagining or whatever you want to call it and you watch them back to back or in quick succession there's always a tendency to compare naturally Mm -hmm. and so it's a lot easier to spot those things when you go well this happened in that that happened in this you know and you weigh the two yeah. was it up. necessary
2: yeah was it better in, or was it a waste in, of time as, as no. you
0: say in the original she doesn't she's not rude to people they touch on it slightly but it's not really uh, it's not really a, a character point it's not a thing that has any real relevance it's just mm. an observation it just is whereas mm. they, she actually addresses it in the remake like when she goes to pick up her son she's like I, I know what you must think and it's like, well, yeah, because you're late to pick yeah. up your son uh, again. This is obviously a common occurrence. That's a natural thing to think, mm. you know. And even when she's being told about her creepy kid with his creepy drawings, with his which, creepy is, which is another thing that they, do, <laughs> you know, add to and develop on it. The kid's a little bit creepy in the in the original, yeah. but he's not like. Obviously creepy, whereas the kid in the remake, he's like so obviously dialed like, up to 10. Like, you yeah. can so tell that when he grows up, he's going to be of somebody with some particular issues because yeah, yeah. he's just so it's so eerie. That character, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, it's I
2: mean, you've got to think 2002, you've had the sixth sense, so you've got the weird kid yeah. with the powers. Thing, it's it's know, a like, it's an
0: like, old yeah. kind of a, an old again, an old trope, yeah. But yeah. when she's being told about his drawing, she's like. It's like
2: he's just dealing. <laughs> he's,
0: it's just his <laughs> way of dealing with it. God, you know, and it's yeah. like well, these were these were drawn a couple of weeks ago. Before mm. your, your cousin no, dies,
2: four days before, or w- whatever think, it is. Yeah, because you know, I think because he says she told him she was going to die. Yeah. And you go, all oh, right, that's starting to make a bit more sense. Yeah. It was after she saw the it's video. It's just an- another yeah.
0: thing that adds to his creepiness. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, th- I feel bad because he's a small child and I'm really like digging, I'm, him, I'm, digging I'm, him out for his <laughs> performance,
2: but... I'm sure he's, he's a lovely human being yeah. and it's just very good acting. You know? it is, to be fair, his performance is good at what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. His performance is very good. It isn't... I mean... It, it, there isn't a bad performance in the remake. I'm sure there isn't a bad performance in the original. Um it's harder to tell when you're watching a foreign language um film how good a performance is, how ropey a delivery is, because it's not your language. Um for the most part, I couldn't I didn't spot anything that made me go, Oh, that's terrible acting. Um and I didn't I don't definitely didn't spot it in in the remake, like you said, they're the characters in the remake where everyone's a character is a bit over the top. Um, but the performances all round are great. You know what I mean? Interestingly enough, obviously we've already been through it where there are no other... Um, Casting choices for the American version.
0: I didn't do massive amounts of, of mm. looking into it, but I would have Im- I would have imagined based on the fact that two thousand and four we had the Grudge.
3: Mm.
0: I would imagine that perhaps Sarah Michelle Gellar <laughs> may have been in the running, <laughs> or N- at Nib least Campbell. you know that that, that that kind of thing. Because yeah. as I, as I said earlier, that you know Hollywood brought up the rights, and so probably Nicole Kidman. You know, yeah. They had. They had all of the in, uh, licenses and everything to, mm. to make them, so it's definitely a plan to go. We're not just going to do this one. Mm. This isn't just oh, this is an American director Gore Gore Verbinski. Mm. Uh, I'm not. He's not just. He really wants to remake this film. It's a case of, you know, it's a much more studio driven thing. Yeah. Uh, so again and again, those. One person who was actually uh, considered for it in the Brian Cox character, obviously, is Bob Hoskins, because he seems to be for absolutely everything whenever we look at these things. I'm only joking, but he will do his Mario voice as well. Uh, Just going back to uh, Samara or Sadako, that's actually based on, uh, as I say, an old legendary uh, Japanese ghost story uh, based on the ghost of Onryu. Which is usually a female and a ghost that manifests after dying in the grip of a powerful rage, mm. and materializes as a very physical spirit to seek vengeance on on the living. And the Duon series was also inspired by that same legend, which is probably uh, naturally why those two films are uh, so similar. Obviously, mm. there's a bit more to it, and there's slight slight differences, but uh, naturally, the, the the comparisons are there and quite. Uh, logical to make uh, mm. the, you know you mentioned earlier the the actual videotape uh, within the film is much I think much scarier in the original
2: yep yeah, definitely
0: again I hate, hate having to use the same old phrase but less is more mm-hmm. it's, you see shorter part. it's much shorter it's
2: much shorter uh, much creepier less clear
0: yeah I mean mm. that's the th- again that's probably how it's kind of shot where when you see it on the uh, in the in the remake, it just cuts to the image of the video, if that makes sense. Whereas in the in the original, it's the camera close up to the TV, mm. so it has that grainy yeah, effect because it's yeah, essentially yeah. just looking at it through a TV screen. Whereas in the mm. remake, it just goes to the to the videotape image, you know, mm. in, in a in a cut, uh, and that that again talking about, you know, small, simplistic ways of filming. That was achieved by being shot on thirty-five millimeter film.
3: And right, yeah.
0: again, as soon as you know that you can go, of course mm-hmm. it is, it looks like almost that super eight kind yeah, of style. Yeah,
3: yeah.
0: It's very easy. But again, it's that thing, it's really interesting, like linking it back to theatre. In the sense of one of the things that I got quite frustrated with when I was studying theatre was there was an element of just doing random things and putting it together and not really necessarily having to have a reason why, mm. because the audience can make links that you haven't even thought of yeah and it's a similar kind of thing here like when he says they both I think they say it in both films or it's, like, it's just some you know ho- student hokey film student film yeah, yeah, yeah. and it, it is so much like that because it is just a collection of random things that mm. aren't actually that scary really yeah but because in the context of w- how we're watching it
3: mm.
0: it's so terrifying although <laughs> We said this about the Scream episode. (laughs) When watching the scene where she's combing her hair, all I can think about is the the scary movie thing. (laughs) I'm just... Uh, I literally... uh, I put it on. Scary Uh, movie has ruined a lot of horror movies. And my my wife was, like, (laughs) chuckling to herself. And I'd kind of forgotten. I was like, "Like, this is a scary point. Why (laughs) is she chuckling? And I was like, what are you laughing? And she's like... Just thinking of Scary Movie, and I'm like, yeah. "Thanks for ruining it for me." Yeah, How ha- uh, it
2: happened with you know Pol- Poltergeist. Even, as well. even
0: in the in the US remake, which again doesn't happen in the in the in the original when the TV is starting to have water come yeah. out of it. Mm. Just oh, I always think of the line, and, and in I can't. I think it might be Scary Movie two, maybe three. I think it's the third. Y- yes, yes. Scary Movie third. two's the yeah. the haunted house one, isn't yeah. it? Uh, yeah. Uh, where one of the characters goes Sydney the TV's leaking (laughs) like that like just casually you know Uh, (laughs) so it's very difficult to kind of separate those two so I I, I probably have ruined it for a lot of people now
2: yeah Scary Movie has ruined a lot of horror movies to be fair Um, yeah I think think with the original uh, cassette um, versus the remake cassette it's what you're not seeing. You're watching it going, she's looking at someone, then there's a flash of this, then it moves, what the, What am I looking at here? Why are they showing me, what is that, the ring, essentially, what you're led to believe is the ring, isn't it? It's the, the circle of light. Um, what is that? And why is there a well? Oh, that's got to be connected. And it's that, it's the whole thing is what you're not seeing. And the problem with the remake one is you're, they sh- they throw a lot more imagery in, and you're like, okay, it's too much now. It's too much. It was much easier when there was a, basically four or five different sections. It's like the combing, the letters, um, the the, the ring itself, and then the, the well. The
0: dude pointing, standing point on a, the little rock out in the sea. Yeah,
2: with a towel on his head. Yeah. <laughs>
0: He's just really ugly. <laughs> That's the only reason.
2: <laughs> yeah. So there's like only if there's a, there's very few images. So it's easier for your mind to, to remember them because you only see the, I think I'm right saying you only see the film in whole once and then you see bits uh, of oh, the cassette, sorry, um, in its entirety once. And uh, you see it, I'm sure you just see sections of it throughout after that. I could be wrong. But it's easier for you to hold that in your mind because there's, like you say, less, it's more, there's less of it. Um, Whereas they overdo it a touch, It's not completely rubbish, the American one, but they do, do over. They overdo it too much, you know.
3: Yeah. And it's, it's
2: clean and crisp.
0: I think it's that thing of... Philip- Why
2: did you draw the picture? That bit annoyed me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's just so hokey, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's a yeah. little bit.
2: It's too on the nose. I'm drawing you a picture, and then you see him, oh, you forgot your picture, and he hands it to him. It's just a little bit too on the nose. But that is then followed by the scene with the horse on the ferry which is a great scene. Yes. It's yeah, an amazing yeah. scene, yeah. It's a, a little bit um, Damien, the Omen kind of... Yeah, yeah. ...kind of vibe anything. to it, you yeah. know. What I mean, like, the giraffes, I think, yeah. it is in the Omen, isn't it? Um, but yeah, that is a good scene. Little bit ropey now, 20 years later. I remember them special effects looking amazing at the time. Not so much now.
0: <laughs> it's that old thing, isn't it? CGI, yeah. <laughs> dates it. Uh, I think just on the the that image of of the ring and why the film is called ring mm. uh obviously it has that very obvious thing of it being it's the ring of the mm. whale. but it there's actually a kind of s- deeper level to it which is a lot e- more easier to uh to pick up on from the books mm. because essentially it's the it's the never-ending cycle mm-hmm. of this this kind of curse yeah. or in the books, it's actually a virus. Is it really it's a much more science fiction-based
2: film. Uh, a, How a, a, a do they series. square that circle, then? It's a virus. Yeah, so it's essentially, because it's on... Is there a spooky little girl in the book? I think so. I think, as I say... But she had a virus.
0: There's, no, no, no. It's, a, it's a, like a computer virus.
2: <laughs> That's funny you should say that, because I was like, they made this film now, it'd have to be a cursed download. Yeah. <laughs> Right, because I I literally went through. Have (laughs) you ever streamed a curse? (laughs) I literally went through all of the different technology from VHS to download. I was like, wouldn't be a blue, wouldn't be a DVD or Blu ray? Memories would it be a cursed memory stick?
0: It would be be such a you know, such a problem because you wouldn't be able to skip because you haven't paid for premium.
2: (laughs) Uh, But making a copy and sharing it would take seconds and it would be all over. (laughs) in social media. How many know? copies do
0: you want? Do 10? Yeah, g- yeah. Do 10? Is that it's all right? Like, because I was... Just, just, like, just send to all. Is send to all
2: okay? Because <laughs> <laughs> you do see, you see like, oh, I haven't seen him for ages, you used to see him on like, Facebook, it'd be like, share this post or you won't have loads of money or something like yeah, that. I don't yeah. know, sort of weird, cursey type things. Um, but like, because so, I did that thing when I was watching, it was like, if they remade it now, how would it be? Because it couldn't be a VHS tape. So I literally, like mm. I said, I went through all of those different technologies and I got to down it would have to be a download. And then I'm like, could you even make this film now in that respect? Because it it would be I found I found this download and shared it with everyone I knew <laughs> who's their friends also. It's like and then everyone died within a week. Why know? did that person not die? Oh, it went
0: to a spam folder. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. and it's interesting because, to be fair, they have like made a more modern version in like twenty seventeen, twenty eighteen. Rings, rings. Saying, like, yeah. like, again, I'm gonna have
2: to check it out. Now. I can't at least remember what happened. I'm gonna have to. Read I remember
0: being excited for it, watching it, and going literally nothing. You yeah,
2: know? yeah. yeah. I gotta say though, actually, that the whole that twist at the end of you think she's they've we've dug her up, we found her. Yeah. Um, they overlabored a point in the in the American version. It was like, no, she wanted to be heard. She didn't want to be saved. She wanted to be heard, sort of thing. Made her sleep above the horses and all of that. The twist itself, where that's not what she wants. What she wants is for you. To, the only reason you survived is because you made a copy. I thought it was a really good touch because I didn't see it coming, really, the first time I watched it. I thought, oh, right, they've saved her. Because, like you say, it's a whodunit at that
3: point. Yeah. Also- and then
2: you get to the end, she's like, i don't want saving i want to kill people <laughs> you know right? or i want to be heard and you have to make a copy and then you get into that moral conundrum bit right at the end and it's the whole film isn't based around it but you get it thrown in as a nice little a nice little bonus at the end i'm um, sorry about that <laughs> <laughs> i dropped i dropped an f-bomb a minute ago <laughs> <as well. laughs> but you get getting thrown in i'll see if i can edit it out we'll work it out um yeah, you get thrown at the end of the moral conundrum of should you make a copy of this and show it to anyone. I've, there's a bit in the American thing where Brian Cox is like, how many copies of that? Is that the only copy of that? And she's like, no, I made a copy. And it's almost like he knows what the video is. He's never really explained. He steals the video from the, the dude in the video archives or whatever that job was, I'm not sure. Blockbuster, was that Blockbuster? <laughs> <laughs> It's been a while.
0: <laughs> Sorry, now you can't get this out. Why? Because you haven't got a membership.
2: Because <laughs> <laughs> well, he said who had it out last? Brian. No. Um. <laughs> <laughs> said exactly like that. Uh, um, yeah, but say so anyway. Yeah, it's a nice touch. Is the uh, the moral conundrum at the end? of Should you curse? another person or at least burdening them to have the and it keeps going on like you say that continuation of the ring sort of thing I thought it was a real nice touch
0: it's much more ambiguous
2: yeah. in the, in the what original what would you do all you yeah. see doesn't sport. she give it to her dad she get, She, she gets, goes to see her granddad, right Yeah, yeah, yeah she, I've got she, a tape for you so dad that's the
0: final scene is her driving to her granddad's with the with video the, with player in the tape with the re- video recorder yeah, yeah. Uh she's weird when you and think then of it, all the people then it, to show it to you. you know so it's almost like well, does she en- does she get to that point where she makes a copy? Mm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but does she tell E-R- me? Yeah, E-R, dad, i uh, got a video for you. What is
2: it? Because uh, I think she says it's for, and she says her son's name, and it's yeah. important, it's for... Sorry, I forget yeah. his name. Um,
0: yes, uh, actually. Sorry, just because I've seen the second one. Mm. Uh, again, spoilers. Uh, in the second one, it starts with her dad being dead. Really? Yeah, so they find his body and go, hmm, this is a bit weird. This looks a little bit like what happened that time before.
2: I've seen... I've definitely seen this. I've seen both the remake and the original rings. I cannot remember. It was so long ago. What was interesting about when I went back to watch the ring. I haven't seen it for many years. It started and I instantly went, oh, yeah, I remember this now. Like, I couldn't remember... Like, obviously I know the plot points and the major things that happened throughout it. But the film itself... Kind of gone from my memory, you know what I mean. And I started watching it. I was like, Oh yeah, no, I remember this film. This is a good film, yeah. and it was. I thoroughly enjoyed it. To be fair,
0: I think I think it's just a really, just a really interesting, you know, thing to focus on. I think one of the things that they really were quite, quite, you know, shrewd about is that, as I said earlier, the the novels are much more science fiction based. And when I mentioned that the sequel was made at the same time by a different production company and different director that was much more faithful to the series Mm. and again again probably because it wasn't as well made as well but probably why that didn't didn't really take off essentially loads of people went to see the original and were like this is great let's watch the second one and was like that was awful (laughs) so they went Okay, let's just kind of sweep that one under the carpet and forget about it. Yeah. And let's make let's a get let's version. get Hideo Nakata to yeah. come and make the sequel. Mm. Uh, and the sequel is again, it's not quite as good. It's still pretty good. Again, it's it's a lot more chaotic, I would say, in its kind of uh in its delivery of, mm. of things. There's, there's much more going on. So it doesn't. It, again, you said about earlier about you know there is no fat on the original. Mm. There is a bit more fat and meat on the bone on this one, mm. and it doesn't necessarily do it any favours. You to watch
3: it, uh, yeah, but again,
0: did. still, still an interesting film. Uh, so, what I think is something we've probably touched upon, but perhaps let's have a bit more of a discussion. Is what? Why do we think that J horror? Has been so successful in Western cinema, or specifically Hollywood?
2: Yeah, like like you said, we, I think we've already touched on it. Where it's it's not necessarily just J horrors Hollywood takes everything from everywhere. and Japanese cinema, long history. You know what I mean? From samurai films becoming cowboy and Western films. Like was it um, Magnificent Seven is Seven Samurai, and it's, it goes on and on. There's tons of them. Um, yeah. It likes of of. Quentin Tarantino is heavily influenced by Asian cinema in general, right? You know what I mean? Um, and Hollywood just does... It, if Hollywood does one thing well, it's assimilating and taking from other genres. You know what I mean? Like I say, German expressionism, French noir, those sort of things, all gets pulled in. The best bits of everything... And I suspect the reason... I mean, Hollywood is Hollywood, but, but we're from the West so we're used to it but so you don't really notice it it's like that's the the pinnacle of it you know what I mean even like you go like John Woo come, like Replacement Killers and that is such a strong influence on someone like Quentin Tarantino and, and then it, essentially a lot of the 90s action movies becomes very Asian cinema based mm, right ma- John Wu comes yeah, over The right Matrix
0: here. is very much oh it's manga you know, it's yeah. a manga
2: movie isn't it that's right yeah Um, Yeah, I mean, the list is endless. It just goes on. And and J-Horror, I think, also, I think it came along at the right time. Horror was having a renaissance in the West from Scream, mm, Scream, Sixth Sense, those sort of films. Horror was, you know, it was was riding high in what would have been 98, sorry, so it came out in the remakes 2002. So it makes... The timing is perfect. Plus it's so atmospheric I think like we were saying before when you watch The Ring oh sorry Ring I'm going to have to say The Ring because if I say Ring I just think of a doorbell (laughs) maybe that's
0: that's where they should go next (laughs) it's the next one the haunted doorbell (laughs) 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 if you answer the door you will be dead in one week
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You you pick up your phone and there's someone with the hair in front of their face. (laughs) Oh, no, no
0: thanks. I'm not
2: opening the door. Uh, Can you just uh, leave it on the porch, please? um, (laughs) Uh, It would have to be made by Amazon, though, right? (laughs) Because Amazon-owned Ring Doorbells. It (laughs) would be an Amazon Prime exclusive. (laughs) Um, Other streaming services are available. Um, What was I saying? Oh yeah, yeah, that was it. So when you when you watch them, they are so otherworldly because it is from a different culture. It's it it's even like if you go back to, to films like Tetsuo Iron Man and those sorts of and a manga and all of those sorts of things, that Asian flavor of cinema, you are removed from it. So far, I'm trying not to use the word "exotic because I feel like that might be a problematic word to use, do you know what I mean? But it is not of your culture. So it has that extra feeling to it, and they're so well made, like visually, um, ring is amazing to look at. The score is amazing, the concept's amazing, and the, the delivery is spot on there is nothing wrong there is no, there is no faults in that film now you can like we have you can discuss like how it's received by western sensibilities and stuff like that and there are those cultural differences but as a as a as a, as a piece of art it's perfect for what it is it has and like those sort of j horror movies have something about them that clearly cannot be replicated by western cinema you can do a good job of it but it is not the same movie and it can only exist in the format it exists in like even like say you took a film like the ring and made it in the in the uk it's still not the ring it's not the hollywood version it's not big we don't have 48 million budgets to spend on a horror movie it would be stripped back and grittier and 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 closer to the original in that respect, but it's still not the same film. I think if you look at the history of Japanese cinema, it's a long history of amazing filmmaking that the West have been pinching from <laughs> since like the 1930s. You know what I mean? All the way, so all the way back. You know, just
0: jumping off of that, mm. do we? Do we think that cinema, or specifically horror, is it cultural, or is it skill, or is it a mixture of the two? Do we think? How do you mean? Well, I'm
2: not sure. I, I
3: think
0: there's that. so many things within uh, within Western cinema that are based in urban legends or cultural folklore and uh, old stories. Around why these things are some are scary, mm. you know. I think, as I said before, the Japanese has gone has gone, you know, back to its kind of roots of sitting around a campfire and telling ghost stories. Yeah, you know, that's a very cultural type of thing that mm. perhaps isn't as prevalent in uh, more Western countries. We st- obviously we still do that, but in in more kind of let's say Asian countries and in African countries where there are much more kind of uh campfire family kind of units that that is there you know it's it's the equivalent of the dinner table mm. you know
2: yeah i think i think telling ghost stories around um campfires is is um a tradition every culture has um i think um Possibly more in America than necessarily over here because the weather's terrible. And you can't be <laughs> that much. <you> know <laughs> Sorry, I, mean. I can't hear you over the rain. Can you <laughs> I,
0: speak up a little? I bit, I don't please? care about
2: the man with the hook hand. Yeah. Uh, my sh- my socks are actually wet. <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, so yeah, I don't know. There is there is always something. I mean, those sort of traditional stories have lasted for a reason. They obviously resonate and continue to resonate. So when when something goes back and takes a little bit of something from the past and puts it in the, in, the, in the present he said the future put it in the present and when it works it's those simplistic stories like you know the tale of the hook on the hand on the back of the car that escapes escaped um, from asylum Thing. all of those sort of tri- like, they resonate with generation after generation and they've lasted 100, 200 years because sometimes like a, a simple spooky story is the best do you know what I mean? And like I, like we say, this this movie is an update of the haunted artefact movie, the cursed, the, it could, it could it just as easily be the mummy's curse. You took something from the mummy's temple. But in this case, it was a videotape, you know what I mean? It's, it's those sort of things. But those traditional, um, something you don't understand is coming for you. What do you do? It's like you, I think you say often great movies pose questions. So this movie poses a question. You are now cursed. You have seven days to find out how to save yourself. How, how, how would you do that? How do you survive this? So most horror movies are how do you survive? And then, as we're saying at the end, it poses one more moral dilemma at the end. Would you forward the tape on? Would you press send on the download?
0: I'd uh, probably blind copy people in.
2: I'd probably just forget to do it. I'd probably be about (laughs) to do it.
0: (laughs) So, obviously, we've spoken probably just as much about the US film as the Japanese film. And with that in mind, are there, or do we think, there are any US remakes of Japanese horrors that are better than the original? Are there any that spring to mind?
2: No, no, I can think of off the top of my head. They're, they're, like we've said repeatedly right? this, there's nothing wrong with re- buying, paying for the intellectual property. I hope, at that point, you hope the original writers and screenplay um, and directors and all of those people got their money because that's not always the case either. Who knows what contracts they signed? Um, may have signed all of their rights away to the studios is often the case. Um, but there's nothing wrong with, as we said, there's nothing wrong with buying an intellectual property and changing it for a Western audience. There's It would be no no weirder than that there's Asian or or foreign cinema remakes of Western films. It's just a thing that happens, you know. Um, I don't... I can't think. Obviously, like, we've already touched on The Grudge. Hunger Games was based on a book that's essentially Battle Royale. So, I mean off the top of my head I can't I can't actually think of that many um, so I certainly can't think of any that are better what about you? Uh, there's I don't think
0: it has the same name uh, so it's called Shutter is it called Shutter? I think it's called Shutter
2: it's, there is a movie called Shutter yeah. yeah
0: yeah it's so it's a remake of not Japanese horror but an Indonesian film I think of the same name uh and again that's very much based in those kind of so it stars Joshua Jackson and he uh he moves to Japan with his wife after getting a job out there and he's a photographer and things start appearing in the, in the photos
2: in the images sure i've seen this film yeah
0: so that's based it on an indonesian film familiar, yeah. which I think the remake is slightly better.
2: Have you seen both versions? I have so seen both versions. Right, I think
0: really? the remake I, I, again. Maybe it's because I saw the saw the remake first. Maybe it's because the characters I can, not the characters, but the actors I can kind right of. I do quite like out, uh, yeah. Joshua Jackson. I think he's quite a good actor.
2: I've definitely seen that movie. Hundred percent.
0: It seems like a movie you would have seen. Definitely, you know. Seen it, yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I think I think the remake is. Is a it, it's not to the same standard as as Ring mm. or the Ring. Uh, I think it's a it's it's part of that genre and I think it's quite good. Yeah. Uh, so I think probably that one. There, were, there there aren't many that I can. Well, I don't think there are any others that I can think of where mm. I go. Oh, you need to see the US remake because that's well, better. I mean,
2: the, the most old, the most recent and obvious one I, th- I think I'm right in saying this would be Ghost in the Shell right that's right I've never seen it though so it wasn't very well received yeah yeah. but I don't think they went about it particularly in the right way it's live action isn't it so that's why it's a bit different there's nothing wrong with with taking an intellectual property and remaking it but I think if I'm right Ghost in the Shell the character was westernised Yes, which I think is where you run into problems with that sort. of thing.
0: Yeah, I think where the co- whole cast is Westernized. The ice, whole cast is Westernized, but it's set. I it's think still, still in set, Japan. Yeah, and I think that's
2: uh, that uh, uh, whitewashing. I think they call it, don't they? Yeah. Whereas, whereas you're going to you're going to run into to problems with yeah. that sort of thing. You know, what I mean. Whereas,
0: th- that's what's quite interesting about Shutter is, is that both versions have a a foreigner going to, mm. uh, obviously in the in the original Indonesia and in the remake to Japan Mm. so they're very
2: yeah that in itself is a a narrative tool because the fish out of water something bad is happening to you and you don't really know where you are kind of thing everything is foreign and strange to you and strange things are happening is a great tool to use in a film it's very
0: similar to the ring because obviously the ring has has those pictures those spirit photos Mm. and it's very very that's the crux of the whole Mm. film Mm. is about that's how they notice that you know that all these pictures are being mm. oh well, you know oh maybe it's just a dodgy dodgy lens and then you realise it's, it's on every photo. But I don't think there is there were, there are much more. I, I mean, I, but it's I, a
2: great it's a great narrative tool to yeah. um, ramp up the isolation, the feeling of isolation for a character is to put mm. them in a foreign place, especially a very foreign place. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's not a huge amount of difference between. France, France, and England. Really, we're right next to each other, you know. What but if you take uh, Western and put them into a a very foreign place where they they're, they're, they're not even using their alphabet, that sort of thing, where that sense of isolation, because you now need help. How do you go about getting help? It's a good narrative tool. I don't. I think that kind of makes sense in that respect. Um, like I said, I haven't seen Ghost in the Shell. Um, Ghosting Michelle. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's the Yorkshire version. Have you seen Ghosting Michelle? Uh, it's
2: just that uh. I was talking to her and now I mean, I'm not. <laughs> yeah,
0: Michelle, she's being she's <laughs> being uh, possessed by ghost.
2: <laughs> Are you still ghosting Michelle? <laughs> yeah, I'm not talking to her no more. Um, don't start. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, I don't know. Like I think I think like we've already said, it's it, p- pulling of influences. Like Star Wars, I think we already mentioned it. Is Asian cinema in there? You know, samurai films, all of that sort of stuff. I think if you if you pick apart the the threads of what Star Wars is made of, it's a predominantly Asian cinema. All of those bits and bobs, even the force and all of those sort of things. So I think that's what 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 we do best. As for straight up remakes, I, I honestly I can't say. I don't know.
0: Yeah, the only other one I can think of, but I haven't seen the the counterpart to it in mirrors with uh, Kiefer Sutherland. Uh, it's it's quite quite a good little film. Again, very similar thing. It's about, you know, a ghost trapped in a
2: mirror. Uh, Is it like uh, a security guard? Yes. Yeah, I've yeah, seen yeah. that as well, yeah. It's actually, uh, I seem to recall it's good. Yeah, it's, but it's not, p- bad, not bad. People keep killing themselves in the mirror. Yes. Like their reflections so. are trying yeah, yeah, to kill yeah. them or something. Yeah, yeah that's, that's right. right. It's a good uh, movie, yeah. Yeah,
0: but, but I haven't seen the, the counterpart to that, so I wouldn't yeah. be able to say yeah. if sure it's, better, it's better, better or... Oh, right, You yeah, know... So that brings us on quite quite nicely. I think we've kinda covered all the things really. We've we've spoken about the legacy of it. Uh, obviously I think it's a de- as we said earlier, another development from the poltergeist legacy, which we will cover in, <laughs> in another episode. I think is it is there anything else you know that we that we feel we need to talk about in yeah, e- think, either
2: version? I think we got it.
0: Okie dokie. <laughs> For the first time ever, and against the advice of top industry executives, WXX Productions brings you all your favourite Hollywood stars' dating videos. From Sylvester Stallone.
2: Uh, I'm just looking for my Adrian. To, you know, help me get to the last round, uh for like uh you know uh, like Moonie scrolls, uh ice rinks, you know, uh, uh meat
3: factories, uh Russian uh, ballet, yeah. You know. Is your favorite movie star as you
0: never seen them before unfiltered unedited and looking for love when love comes a calling hollywood needs a hero some might say an action hero now
2: yeah, come on do it date me date me now i'm right here come on come on do it date me now
0: that's hollywood love tapes from wxx productions So it's that horrible time again where we have to say goodbye for this week. Remember to like, follow and shout from the rooftops. And if you're feeling super saucy, drop us a comment on any of our socials. We hope you've enjoyed our foray into Japanese horror cinema as much as we've enjoyed digging. Until next time, good morning, good afternoon, good evening and good night. one job.
2: Yeah. <laughs> 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 I have a I still find it slightly distracting. It's, it's, a, it's a bit weird, but I think... It's a bit weird, but I suppose... Oh, maybe if,
1: <laughs> to
2: it, if it sounds... I
0: was like, am going to have to stop it. <laughs> good know, job man. I observed that well, wasn't it? <laughs> Please, Jim, <laughs> sort your chair out. <laughs>
1: it's because I get, 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 get again. <laughs>